in the Willamette Valley, in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to The Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. Wherever you may be listening, night or day, in this world. Hello, folks, and thank you for tuning in, or for tuning in again. Going to have a real interesting episode here. Uh, This is episode number 193, Imposed Degeneracy, The Fall of Connecticut, How the Woke Degenerate Agenda is Coming to Your Town. Folks, I would just like to give you this brief message before I start the show. As you should well know, I never have had any form of third-party advertising on this show. And that's exactly the way I would like to keep it. My general feeling is that we have to put up with too much marketing and consumerist bullshit from the time we rise in the morning to the time we go to bed. The last thing you need is to hear that on my show. I just don't want you to have to go through that nonsense. So, as a consequence, I try to keep it advertising free. So if you share my sentiment and can see where I'm coming from, I need your support. If you would go to my website, the earnestmanshow.com, and click on the Feed the Fridge tab, that's exactly what will be done. Feeding the fridge, maybe even keeping the lights on. You can also support the show by clicking on the tab that says Earnest Stuff. Either way, you'd be supporting the show and making certain that it remains commercial free. And if you have supported me in the past, I sincerely thank you. I said I would be brief. Now let's get back to the show. Something that I would like to make very clear yet again is that my show is not to be uh, relaxed or contemporary or to go with the flow. Um, Oftentimes it is meant to be controversial. And I know that this is something which will certainly be just that. Because many of my listeners understand that I am willing to say the unpopular things, the uncomfortable things, to represent their point of view. So when I get requests, or I get multiple requests, to state something, that's what I do. So I just wanted you to recognize that I may or may not uh, support a particular position on just about anything. If you want to know, then, uh, you know, have a pair and ask me. 
But um, in the meantime, when people send me a communique and they say, hey, um, let's talk about this and uh, put it on the show, that's what I do. And that's what I received. And the person who was uh, sending me this request was actually from the state of Connecticut. For those of you who are not familiar with the uh, U.S. geography, that is a state in the far eastern part of the country, in the far northeastern part of the country. It is a small state, and it has been known for many years to be a, uh, a very liberal enclave. But, um, be that as it may, um, you know, I am of the opinion that you can't really be talking about anything <clears throat> in any earnest measure <laughs> without uh, just fessing up to objective truth. And as a realist, that is what I do. And so, I wanted to talk about um, the uh, the fact that uh, apparently um, the uh, representatives, the governmental representatives of the state of Connecticut, have want all in, um, as scamblers do. They just push all the chips. They have gone all in with identifying with the woke community and the LBT, GAR, whatever the fucking acronym is. I don't know. I'm not the least bit concerned about political correctness, so you know what I mean. The message, as it has been called many times. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've gotten the message. And, um, yeah. So, I uh, saw the news flash. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't shocking. I saw this about Connecticut. And so, the rainbow, uh, I don't know, the rainbow tranny queer, whatever, whatever is the, again, term acronym of this, um, that was shown flying the freak flag as it was called in the 60s letting your freak flag wave high and there it sits above the capitol building and then of course the woman governor of uh, of this state wanted to with with great reassurance to let them all basically know she was you know, sucking their ass and saying how how wonderful and wanted and safe you are here, much to the applause of um, the crowd. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's um, that's what happened in Connecticut. And um, there's a whole lot of states in line with this. And there is something uh, that I wanted to point out as a uh, 
on what I'm considering to be a historical parallel. Now, I am not, um, I know what I know. I do not claim to be a historian, but I know a bit. <clears throat> and one of them that, uh, one of these parallels that I find interesting is um, how much in so many different ways that America um, parallels Rome. And I've, you know, this is something I brought up many times. And at the, uh, the height of the power of Augustus, and I believe that it was Augustus that falls into the Parthenon, if you will, of one of the greatest of uh, Rome's leaders ever. Um, there's a number of them, but certainly he was very high-ranking, if if not if not the greatest. And um, Rome, for the longest time was known for its um, tolerance, you might say. So, um, but they were not very democratic uh, because there's a difference. And also, their version of tolerance, um, not the same as the current situation in America. I'll get to that in a moment. But, um, you know, you can't just look at the situation. This is the pre-Christian influence before Christianity got a, you know, a foothold and a, a very firm hold in uh, Rome when they were still um, praying to various gods. And, of course, the Greeks had their Greek equivalents, different names. In other words, same bullshit, different days, same bullshit. But anyway... Um, yeah, before the crazy crazy of the Christian religion had become well-established at all in Rome, um, they fought against it tooth and nail. And there were also other political aspects of the religion as well that really didn't suit well with the Romans, but... We all know what happened eventually. And going along with that, what I would say is that even though under um, this great Roman leader, Rome was absolutely at its um, developmental might, you might say, at its peak, yet the seeds had already been planted for its eventual destruction. And one of those was that tolerance of Christianity. And little did they know that, you know, 50, 60, 100 years later, everything would go to hell in a handbasket. But there's not, not even for a moment could you call any of the actions that were you know, taking place in the transitional period concerning, you know, the transition from their uh, gods, their multiple gods, 
until under Constantine, when it became unified under you know the Christian faith, let's say, um, you know, they were still doing what they were doing, but they there was no, they were not endorsing degeneracy, and that's the difference, and that is the linchpin of what I'm going to be talking about. Because this is not a six o'clock news soundbite that's going to give you predigested and scripted bullshit. This is coming from, well, my thought and feelings, and it's not scripted and it's organic. <laughs> you could say it's like. Hey, folks, you should eat this up because it's organic. It's original and it's organic and it's not scripted. So, you know, if I make mistakes in my orientation, and if I make mistakes in my oritation, hey, it's el natural. So, you know, relax. But the idea is to get across the idea. And the idea is... There are only so many ways you can put lipstick on a pig. And what has happened in what has become these sexual identification wars, part of the woke wars, that's just it. That's it. You see, <clears throat> let me give you an example, because I'm an old guy. There were many entertainers for many years that I remembered, and I remembered them fondly. And they were queer. Okay? Okay. Uh, Lily Tomlin. Everybody pretty much knew she was queer. And the same thing was certainly known concerning Paul Lind. And it was certainly known that Charles Nelson Riley was as queer as a $3 bill. And um, several of those people, many of them are, of course, gone because of our age. And they were adults when I was a kid, so they're gone. For various reasons. Uh, Lily Tomlin's still with us. I remember as a kid, and she was hilarious on Laugh-In. There was a show called Laugh-In. And she played many different roles, and one of them was the, the telephone, the obnoxious telephone operator. And she was really funny. I've always thought Lily Tomlin was talented and funny. Sir, but there have been, that's just a few. There have been so many. And some of them, of course, the classic case of, you know, Rock Hudson, who was supposed to be this, you know, heartthrob and sex symbol for males with so many different women. And, of course, we find out later that he was queer. Um, so, yeah, there was... 
there were queers who were kind of out, but they were, you know, when you're talking the uh, Paul Lind or the Charles Nelson Riley, they were different newer generation than say Rock Hudson, who unfortunately died of AIDS. Um, so uh, it was a much more permissive generation. Yet even with that, what was fun? What I remember there was no there was no hatred towards any of these people, especially Paul Lynn. Everyone everyone I remember, we all let he was hilarious. He was absolutely hilarious. There's so many people that were uh, entertainers, of course, of that rock era. Uh, you know, uh, Freddie Mercury of Queen. You know, we were teenage boys. We all knew he was queer. We knew we knew. We knew he was queer long um, before, you know, the older folks or whatever who could come out and say that. We knew he was queer. Okay? Okay. <laughs> but it was, it was okay. It was okay in all the cases that I mentioned of all these people because their sexuality was their sexuality. And for the most part, they weren't on... You know, they weren't on a on a on a goddamn crusade. You see? You know, they were cool about their sex and it's like, okay, he's gay, you know, whatever. But they weren't on a fucking crusade about queerism. You know, they weren't bludgeoning us over the head. Accept me, 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 damn it, look at me, look, 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 I'm queer, I'm gay, look at me, ah! No. No, I mean, there are all different kinds of shades of, you know, people in the business, entertainers, Liberace, again, another great example. Obviously gay. If you couldn't figure out that he was gay, there was probably something wrong with you. I don't know. Um, pretty fucking obvious he was gay. But he was cool. I actually liked Liberace. Uh, of course, he was an absolute incredible piano player. But that's what was cool is that not on this fucking crusade, um, this totally insane woke, this this shit. And now it's moved on to the kids. It's not about acceptance. It's about something else. And herein lies the problem. This is why so many feathers have been ruffled amongst um, many, many people because they're tired of the agenda. And they can deny it all they want, but throughout everyone, everyone, everyone with two functioning fucking brain cells knows about the agenda or the message, okay? And, you know, it has virtually destroyed Hollywood because of all the, the forced, the forced 
female strong characters crammed down our throat as soon as I see that shit in a movie. Instantly, I don't want to see it. See, I'm speaking for tens of millions of guys. Don't want to see it. That trope, that thing has been done ad nauseum. Absolutely fucking sick of it. Absolutely sick of strong, powerful bitch. Okay? Just sick of it. And, um, yeah, so, but there is a an agenda, to be certain. And that agenda is not, it is not so much about sexual politics as it is about defining actually what something is. And there is a difference between that and out-and-out degeneracy. And that's what I'm talking about here, is putting forth a mandate of forcing and imposing that the population accept degeneracy as normalcy. So, I'm looking to see, it's pretty damn close to other dictionaries as they have defined it. I just picked one um, here at randomvocabulary.com. Degenerate, let's see, degenerated, degenerates, all that. If something, it says, it states, if something degenerates, it gets worse. Let that stick for a moment. It is not a positive thing. It's a bad thing. So if you are a degenerate, that's not a good thing. It says if something degenerates, it gets worse. Like a food fight that degenerates to an all-out spaghetti-throwing war. Degenerate can also describe an immoral person or the behavior of such a person. Um, yeah, further down, just a little bit more. Let's see, whether used as a verb, noun, or adjective, degenerate carries a sense of making worse or declining to a lower state. People who are degenerate or who exhibit degenerate behavior are often set apart from others, in part out of fear that their influence will degenerate the morals of the impressionable people around them. And who are the most typically known to be the impressionable people around us? That would be kids. That would be, you know, children and, of course, teenagers. Now, most folks should know, and if you don't, I'm telling you, these very same people, through the political process, it's the way it works. They get into the political houses of power, and then the laws start changing. Okay? Okay. And not for the better.
And the very first thing they target are the children. Oh, yes. And that means changing the books, curriculum, and to children. You know, everything from elementary all the way up. Because you can never start, apparently, you can never start too soon as far as queer acceptance is concerned. And so, <clears throat> this is what is going on. Make no mistake about it, it is a war. No one wants to talk about it because everybody wants to be nice, and everybody wants to be cool. But, if you're walking around and you're preaching out of two sides of your mouth simultaneously, that's called a hypocrite. And if you're telling a bunch of lies and bullshit in the school, notions such as uh, gender has no basis in reality and that it's, you know, it's, it's something created. It's like, what? What it is, it's like, imagine suddenly if humans just started being born with fucking six heads. Then undoubtedly with the woke community, there would be a whole community with them and supporting them. And to convince, they'd make another flag or something else of that ilk. And it'd be, you know, recognizing... We're a hated group just because we have six heads. <laughs> Fuck. And then there would be that. So, I'm hoping that through what Jung, the, uh, the psychologist and, and uh, you know, contemporary of Sigmund Freud... And, you know, referring to the um, his famous collective unconscious is that I'm just waiting. And perhaps I shouldn't be waiting. Perhaps you're waiting for this, this mass consciousness, something, these people, you just keep slapping them to slap them out of it, to get out of this collective funk. But make no mistake, these fucking people are degenerates. That's what they are, by definition. And when you have a group of people that want to normalize degeneracy, that's not good. Bad things happen. Just like it did over 2,000 years ago in Rome, really bad things happened. They never they never, Rome I'm talking about, they never got back to any of their strength or greatness as a society or a civilization once the floodgates were open, once Christianity firmly took hold, it was all downhill. And I am not talking about this as what I've said, you know, I am not on a moral high horse here. It's not a thing of morality. It's an issue of ethics. There's a difference. 
I'm going to tell you what it is. Morality is religious-based, where you do things or do not do certain things based on what you've been told by your religion or God or a God. And ethics is that you do certain things or do not do certain things simply because, objectively, you know that it is either good for another person or society or it is bad. That's my roadmap. And it's been shown countless times that this is bad when you want when you expect when you want to legislate in other words it's a two-edged sword here okay it has the same deleterious effect on people and society is the same thing it's not that different it really isn't it's not that different from trying to legislate morality it's when you're trying to legislate degeneracy. There's some things I know, and there's a whole hell of a lot more I don't know. But one thing I do know when I see it is degeneracy. And that is, as already been described, it is a worsening condition. You know, when you're going out to your garden, if someone says, you know, pick me some, pick me a few, you know, if you're picking tomatoes off the vine, you don't tell a friend or if you're going to do something, you don't, you don't pick, they don't usually, they don't say, eh, yeah, give me the ones that are on, that are spiraling down, you know, that are, that are several days from their peak over that point. Yeah, I, I want that one. Most people don't. That's a form of degeneracy. Most people don't want that. Most people probably wouldn't want to hire, um, you know, I guess a president with six heads, I don't know, or a single eye in their forehead or things of that nature because, um, well, for the same reason that we wouldn't um, hopefully have a president who was a pedophile. Because the only way, the only people that can get away with that, that's a huge, huge religious organization where that is still a huge, huge <clears throat> issue, <laughs> you might say. And so, yeah, they've been, they've been having the kid fucking going on for many, many, many centuries. But... There is a difference between that and degeneracy. And if you want to know, the hallmarks of degeneracy is that one of them is very quickly they want to get into positions of legal power. And then they want to change the educational doctrine. And that's what they are doing. And if you just continue and you sit around, you sit around and you just let it continue, 
then that is what predictably is going to happen. Imposed degeneracy. The fall of Connecticut. Yes. It's coming to your town. We only have a few stalwart states. And I am by no means saying that it is just Texas, but, you know, somebody, somebody who isn't utterly a degenerate and delusional needs to grab a hold of the wheel of this societal bus, which is careening down the road <clears throat> and in serious trouble of wrecking going off the road really really in serious trouble that's that's my thought so to the person who wanted to hear all this and was angry because he said, you know, this is really overdue and you need to you need to talk about this earnest. You was like you said you'd talk about anything. It's like, okay, all right. So well here here I am. I'm talking about it. And I want to know what you think. So here it is, Monday. You know, you could just send me a simple comment. Do you agree with what I'm saying? And I will take these votes and I will poll them and I will let you know what the outcome was. Are you basically in favor of what I'm saying, that what I'm saying is true? You say yes. And if not, no. We have to make this a very simple poll, not lukewarm, not maybe... It's okay, for instance, if you want to, you can say hell no, or you can say hell yes, whichever the case may be. But I'm simply going to break that down into a, into a yes or a no. But I would love to have that. And if I get that from you, I'm going to compile that into something else. And then hopefully... If that happens, maybe in the next broadcast or two, um, I would let you know what the results were. We could, you know, pick this up from here. I just need to, I just need to hear from you. Um, so, anyhow, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. That's it. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to Listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest. 
saying take care. I'm out of here.